Hey, I'm Keely Scott, and this is The Faithful Podcast. This week is the last of our Coffee Date series, and I so hope you have enjoyed them. You've been hearing women from the faithful community interview each other, and these final two episodes feature Sandra McCracken and Sarah Kroger talking about community and the role it plays in the life of the church. Welcome to their Coffee Date. Good morning. I have a little bit of laryngitis oh, no. left over from it's – really, it's really just like I, I blew out my voice a uh, little bit from – we sang hard the other day with that face. We did sing thing. hard. It was a lot of songs, <laughs> lots of voices. It so was. fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Good to be with everybody. We um, we were just together a few days ago getting to play some of the Faithful yeah. songs in live, which we have only done a few times yeah. so far. Like we've played them together, but it's so often been in a living yeah. room setting. So it's fun. We're looking forward to some live shows too at some point in yeah. the future. Keep on the lookout for that because that's coming soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. So we're here this morning with coffee um, and conversation around, yeah, just taking some questions from you guys yeah. and um, just hanging out. We have um, one, this first question we pulled up is um, from a listener on Instagram. And yeah, I'll just read it. We'll jump in and see um, see where we go from there. Here it goes. How did you manage to find a place in the church world without changing who you are? Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it to you first. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Sarah? It's it's kind of a big question. I'm not gonna lie, Um, but it reminds me Mm -hmm. of like early on in my faith walk uh, of trying to find a place in the church, if, if that makes sense. And, mm-hmm. um, for me, for many years, I actually struggled with, um, like learning what my gifts are, learning what my giftings are, getting comfortable with those giftings and allowing those things to kind of, um, shine forth out of me and, mm-hmm. and not be afraid of mm-hmm. using them. We've talked about this briefly a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, the fact that I used to be terrified of singing in front of people and, um, for many, many years, that mm-hmm. was my story. And, um, I always felt like I wanted to contribute to the church in some way, especially once I kind of like had a relationship with Jesus. Um, it kind of like mm-hmm. made me realize these things in my life aren't just talents that I have, you know, there, there are gifts from the mm-hmm. Lord and how can I use those for his glory? And, um, And so there was a time when I was a teenager, when I really kind of had to come to terms with, okay, this is a gift. I know this is a gift, uh, but Mm -hmm. I'm terrified to use it, you know? Um, and then just slowly, but surely showing up to church and, and started singing at church and, and terrified, you know, like literally terrified to the point where Mm -hmm. my voice would sound like a dying animal. Uh, but I just felt like, I know that this is what God is asking me to do and inviting me to do. And, and the way that he's inviting me to be a part of this church is by using this gift of music. And, um, Mm -hmm. and I've never looked back since, but it was really difficult in the beginning. And, and not to say that that's my only place in the church. I just think that each of us have our own unique giftings and our own unique stories. And, um, and, have our own unique places in the church. And, um, and that was my story, you know, that was the beginning of my story at least. And I think as I get older, 
it maybe has changed or shifted into different kinds of things, um, different kinds of places that I see myself in the church. But that was definitely my initial, mm-hmm. um, my initial journey with it was early on yeah. that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can both relate to that. And also it makes me think about how so many times we don't see ourselves the way other people see us. And so I see you and the confidence of your voice and the way you yeah. sing and not just your voice has like a transaction, but your voice has, has, a, has a real uh, window into yeah. the soul. And I do, it seems so effortless that it's really good to hear your internal experience has been one of real struggle yeah. getting to this point of the clarity that I hear in your voice. And that seems so obvious, yeah. right? It's like, oh, of course, she's got a gift. <laughs> um, so how would sweet. it be hard to fit in? But but it's so good to hear. And I think so many of us have a different sense of inside. We have a different sense of who we totally. are and then other people. So we really need community. We really Absolutely. need each other to be able to pull out, um, well, wait, how do you see it? And what do you think? And to actually just say, rather than continue to talk about our differences, um, what if every time we expressed something that we disagree on, we express like five things that we can align in, right? And this way of saying like, I want to tell back to you what I see in you. And these become points of like agreement and things to celebrate. Yeah, I don't know. I I love that. (laughs) I I receive that. I really do. And what what it reminds (laughs) me of, honestly, is this project in general, the Faithful Project in general, and just like the fact that there's been, at least for me, zero spirit of competitiveness or um, jealousy or gossip or anything that you would normally think would would be within a group of women. It's been the exact opposite of Mm -hmm. that. And it's been women championing each other and cheering each other on and, Mm -hmm. and raising, lifting up each other's voices. And it, it really reminds me of the story of, um, Mary and Elizabeth, you know, like how Mary Mm -hmm. having been told that she was just having just been told she's going to carry the word of God, literally made flesh into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and how much she must've been terrified and, and questioning and like, who am I? And all of the things. And she brings all of that to Elizabeth and Elizabeth Mm -hmm. just acknowledges her and, and, and Mm -hmm. champions her in that moment in such a powerful way. And it's just like this perfect example of, of what women can do for each other and the ways that we can mother each other and come around one another and nurture each other. And, and so I just received that, um, so wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. and, and thank you for that because I do, we do need each other. We need other women to say, no, I mm-hmm. see this in you. This is the way that I see God moving yeah. in you. And then you kind of realize like, oh, that, that is true. I see that too. And I, I wouldn't have, if you hadn't said that. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. I mean, it, it is I'm the, the image of, or the, you know, the cartoon image of mean girls, right. And going, moving, going through or living through adolescence, (laughs) being a teenage girl with other teenage girls. And, um, and that is just an opportunity for us to figure out some of those things. And in a lot of times it's like, we learn that the hard way. And so even in this question, how do you find your place in the church? I think the church brings us into the family of God where we are part of something bigger and 
Um, and there are these shared experiences and you feel like you might be the only one, but you're actually part of a big family yeah. and with lots of different components and different gifts and different ways of seeing the world. Yeah. And that really is, um, a part of the vision of faithful is to tell some of these stories in a way mm-hmm. telling, telling the stories of the women in scripture in a way that brings them to life. Because if you're new to the stories of the, of the Bible, they, um, they might seem a little bit strange and they are strange because God lives outside of our natural yeah. <laughs> laws of yeah. nature, you know? So these, these things like we're just talking about, like Mary receiving information yeah. from an angel. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> the Annunciation, right? This sounds, but then if you've been in the church for a long time, these uh, like wildly divine transcendent stories also get to where we just don't mm. even hear them. And that's the other side. It's like, you know, so when we come together and say like, whether that you're hearing this for the first time um, or whether you've heard this like your whole life and you can't even hear it, you're kind of deaf to it, that God will continue to bring um, these, these women that bear, that could bear witness to what they had seen. He's going to keep like, there's a still, their voice is still being heard now. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. I, um, I went to Israel for the first time this summer and to be able mm-hmm. to walk around um, places like Elizabeth's home and uh, the church in the mm-hmm. nativity and like, like all these holy sites, it just mm-hmm. kind of like brought it all home for me in a really real way, yeah. tangible way of recognizing like, I think it's easy, like you're saying to, especially if you've been in the church for a long time to hear these stories of these people and kind of just forget that they're real people that actually existed, yeah. that walked on this planet, that dealt with all of the emotions of being a human and all of the, right. um, the ups and downs and, and the aches and pains. And, uh, it just made it real and tangible. And I think that's part of the reason why I love this project too, is as a woman, just, mm. there's not like each of the women that we talk about throughout scripture, it's not like they have like a huge, like chunk of, um, material that they say, you know, like not a lot of them don't even Mm -hmm. speak that much, but being able to fill in the context Mm -hmm. of that time and, and make it a reality and realize, Oh, their story can be a part of my story and vice versa. And I can learn from them and, Mm -hmm. and connect to this greater history of God's faithfulness, um, throughout time. And and continue to, you know, give my heart and my gifts and my life to the church today, here and now, you know. Yeah. You bring up a really good point, uh, even that's implied in this question, is that we can learn from them. We can come into new information about mm-hmm. ourselves. The culture, especially like the culture right now in this moment, in this part of the world, would put a lot of emphasis on your identity is who you are by yourself and you have to figure it out Mm. and name it and then tell the world what it is. But the church, the communion of the saints is telling you something Mm. else is that your identity is part of something much larger. And so you don't just find yourself just to find yourself. So my hope, I, I guess in, in like in belonging and giving myself to the church as messy as that is, is to say, I actually want to be, um, more fully who I was designed to be like, so I I do need to change. And there are a lot of things I need to change. I'm stubborn. I'm prideful. I am (laughs) 
I think that like I'm my way is like yeah. the best yeah. <laughs> way to go about doing things. But when I engage in community yeah. life, there are other ideas and I have to come into new information around those ideas. Yeah. So my identity becomes more secure because it's actually not hinging on my ability mm. to define it already as, you know, in mm. a vacuum. So there's like, I guess that okay. I just want to like confess my own kind of inclination to say, I don't want to change. I just want to be this. But the church, like God's, God's people, um, can bring me into something that's much richer and actually kind of heals me of that self-absorption. Yeah.